My goodness. <laughs> the minute begins. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 45. We'll be covering the 4401 to the 45-minute mark. I don't have anything witty to say, guys. I'm Aaron, your host, and I'm, uh, I forgot to fill in my... Oh. My little oh, hello, I'm Ryan. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Why? Why would you? Why did you do? that? I don't know. I just like that voice. Okay, I'm Caleb. Let's all do a really annoying voice. This is the voice I'll use through the whole show. I think that's what compared to, based on the comments that we see on Twitter. Uh, I think that's what most people think that you guys sound like. <laughs> this is, we're still on the the talking about uh, your buttery chocolate voice. Two separate people now. <laughs> two. Who's the other one? Oh, I don't remember, but there was two people that made comments about like how you guys sound identical. Well, now that person doesn't <laughs> like you quite anymore. Quite ridiculous. Sounds great. Mm. Hey, Willie! <laughs> Before you get up for that final snack, oh. I want you to know I'll oh, be right, right back. So, oh, I, like, uh, I feel sorry for uh, what's 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 the name of the guy? The, Nobody knows. An Alf, the, the the guy that played Willie. Yeah, Willie. T- oh, yeah, Willie. <laughs> He's like, oh. Alf, why did you use the stove again? He's like so Gritting mad. his teeth. Oh, the guy Alf. has a stroke by 45. That was my favorite show as a kid. I bet it does not hold up. I haven't he, seen it since I was a child. That guy in real life ended up smoking crack. Really? <laughs> yeah. That actor? Oh, I like him. Yeah. yeah. He was in other stuff. He yeah, was always yeah. kind of a stiff... Uh, uh, hang on, Willie Tanner smoking. <laughs> What's his name? Hell, Tanner? it came up in. Oh my God, Tanner smoking, smoking crack comes yeah, up he, in Google. So uh, uh, his name is Matthias Fielder. Uh, uh, oh my no. gosh, he looks like Woody Allen oh, smoked crack. No. <laughs> Alf. Alf star caught in crack house. Oh no! Yeah, this, is, this is old news. There dude. are pictures of him actively smoking a crack. crack house, yeah. lighting a pipe. Alf. Alf. I don't blame him. Hey, Willie! Pass the pipe! What Alf, is that, you glass dick? I just, Alf pushed him to smoke crack. Um, I mean, he's constantly now, trying to eat the cat. You guys uh, are aware that the right, the guy that wrote Alf was a huge heroin addict. No. You guys didn't know I that either. I don't know why I would be aware of okay. that. Ben Stiller actually was in a movie based on the writer for Alf. And it was all about Jesus. him negotiating a heroin addiction while being a writer in Hollywood and, uh, you know, like having a kid and all that. Well, Google that real quick. <laughs> Elf writer heroin. Jerry Stahl. Jerry Stahl. Permanent Midnight, is that the name of the movie? Possibly, just look. Film based on his life is what it says. Man. Yeah, yep, that's the one. That's it. Now that he got that Ben Stiller he, money, he got all serious, kinds of hair. It was a real dark, I don't know if I'd call it a comedy, but it was really dark, and you know, Ben Stiller actually did a really good job in it. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been depressing. Yeah. So, <laughs> the recap. Hey, Willie! Alf, Willie Tanner smoked crack, and the writer on Alf was a heroin addict. And I'm doing the Alf voice all episode, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> Goodbye, all listeners. Oh, Aaron! <laughs> So, guys, we uh, have a little shout-out action, Ooh, by the sweet. way. Uh, but for, before we get into it, I want to thank <laughs> all of those who participated in our little listener appreciation rally. Um, we are so close to shipping things your way. <laughs> well, I should say we're so close to... Well, I don't want to say. I was I'm almost going to give away don't what it was. Don't tip the hand. By, using the mechani- by talking about the mechanical process with which these prizes are made. But um, we're so close to making these items. <laughs> they're made. Well, I'm just shut. They just need to be made. They're made. They just need to be made. This is airing. A, this is airing a week from now. Mm-hmm. At what? So when people are hearing this, how will things be going? Uh, they should be almost in route to. 
us to turn around. Oh my god! To be in route to I them. People that You'll get it be, before February. I told people that they. I should don't be, know about that. All right. I don't know how international <laughs> shipping works. Well, it doesn't work well because I order a lot of stuff from China. So. And, and we're entering uh, Chinese New Year, and shipping yes. from China gets pretty oh, yeah. rough around that time of year. So. Yeah. My job, I'm an international freight forwarder, and that's a whole big deal. Okay, Chinese listeners, if you don't get our prize by April, I was telling people that like they, you shouldn't should, talk if you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I, I just assumed that we could get these out in five to ten days, but I, everything will be great. It'll definitely not be worth the wait. Good God. Okay, so we're looking at maybe them getting them in March. No, I would say I would say uh, out. Outside of China, I would say definitely in February. I think, for sure. I, I, for sure by mid-February. I don't know if the Chinese New Year, it, it affects commercial freight. I, I, I don't, don't know if it's going to affect things going into China as much yeah. as it does things coming out of China. I don't know if it's going to affect the, the parcel service. And, and it's affected my ordering habits yeah. before. Oh. Welcome to Postal Talk with Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb. <laughs> We've had Australia Talk. Third, We've had Alf, right. Alf Chat. That third party. <laughs> this every your, done new get segment. Your, get your third party orders in now, everyone. <laughs> So, uh, but we do have a new iTunes review. Okay. And uh, this uh, was given to us by Drusifer Triple X. Nice. Very titillating name. Wow. The headline is... I'm hard. (laughs) (laughs) The headline is, We Only Wish... And uh, the body copy, we only wish you were doing season one instead so you could extol the virtues of Lambros doing jet judo. <laughs> Keep it up. Very entertaining. And uh, we find out that uh, Drusifer Triple X is actually close friend of the show, Close Kuntash, no! a.k.a. Drew Merkel, who we've discussed before. Yeah. Close Kuntash is a sort of... It's hard to put a label on the style of music without it. Like, I feel like there's different, like, bad. <laughs> I was gonna say new metal, but I feel like people. That's like an offensive phrase. Mm. Alt rap metal concept band that, if I'm not mistaken, is Bumblebee, Blue Streak, Sideswipe, and Sunstreaker a, as the lead singer. It's and, a great concept. I, I, there's some sat, mm-hmm. there's some satire there, but you can you know you yeah. Can, it feels tongue in cheek, but it's also executed well, very well. So it's hard to know if it's supposed to be well, tongue in cheek. I, I think by I think the the nature by the nature of the fact that we don't know if it's satirical or not or whatever just makes it that much better. It so. push it blurs the lines. Like blur. you know you want it. <laughs> Like, no, 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 don't. I better shut up. We'll get sued by Marvin Gaye's family. <laughs> shut it down. So, uh, if your Transformers love overlaps with bands like Incubus, Drowning Pool, Linkin Park, then this is the project for you. Thanks for the review. They, and I think uh, he's on the list for a uh, yes, yes. prize. And they, well. they, they go beyond. They did a, I think they did a, like a Danger Zone uh, cover. Uh, what's the guy from the, the road Danger Kenny Loggins? Yeah. Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. I haven't so listened they, to that they, yet. They, they, you know, it's, it's more than just uh, new Did metal. they change the lyrics Weird Al style to be about Transformers? Mm-hmm. I think it's literally a cover. And it's like okay. they just the guys decided... Bumblebee and the guys decided to uh, cover cover a classic. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. God, what? How amazing would it have been to be Kenny Loggins in the '80s? He like did every. He couldn't lose. Awesome <laughs> song that you've ever heard. Could not lose. Did they take all of his songs and put them in Top Gun? What other <laughs> movies did, did he uh, do? La- National Lampoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, uh, the Christmas Holiday Vacation Road. song? No, not the Christmas Oh, Holiday one, Road. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great song. Also, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Okay. Yeah. God damn. No, he, he couldn't lose. He killed it. I'll, yeah. I'll, while we're talking, I'll look up some more Kenny <laughs> <Okay>. Loggins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're coming back to this. Uh, last episode recap. So, Hot Rod and Cup crash-landed on a strange, tumor-like planet. <laughs> Ultra Magnus was under terrible stress. However, he did execute a great move to trick the Decepticons into thinking the Autobots were dead. And we ended with a big bang of an explosion. Yep. And uh, just right up top, uh, we'll, we will mention that uh, it was erroneously uh, uh, suggested that we will see Cup and Hot Rod in some heavy metal underwater this episode. That is not the case. Uh, I am not a perfect person. <laughs> uh, so, one, almost. One big login song and one movie that, that we missed. Footloose. Oh, of course. Okay, no, you've got to cut it. You got to cut loose. Yeah, I mean, footloose. Put on your Sunday shoes. Yeah, is that the lyric? Put on, on your Sunday. Your da- is dance. Oh boy, Wait. Sunday shoes doesn't make sense. No, at all. 
But I'm not good with lyrics. And you're not religious. <laughs> Kick off your Sunday shoes. Kick off your yeah. Sunday shoes. Free yourself That's from those right. religious constraints. From the music <laughs> and the moment. And dance or no <laughs> dancing. Ooh. There, Turns out Kenny you're the Loggins. One that sent, you're the one that sent us the, uh, someone had made a video where they'd cut out all the music of Kevin Bacon doing the dance in the <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the sound effects of him. And yeah. it was like a maniac. <laughs> Yeah. It's like Garfield without Garfield. Ryan, could you post that, please? Absolutely. There, make have you guys seen the one? Maybe, I think it was you that introduced me to the concept. I can't remember what Shredding. it's called. Shredding, yeah. yeah. Where it's, there's the David Bowie and Mick Jagger one of them doing yeah. Dancing in the Streets. Well, there's a couple of different, like, they'll, <laughs> I've, I've seen it where they, they, they shred by completely eliminating the, the music. Mm-hmm. And the other ones where they've just inserted really Bing, bonk, bonk, bing, bonk, bonk. Which is awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> All shred. Okay, we definitely, we should post some shredding. Yes. Perhaps Dancing the, the, in the Streets. Yeah. That one's okay. a good one. Uh, okay, so as we kick off the minute, the Decepticon warship, the Revenge, Revenge, is flying through the smoke and debris that they created by blowing up the back three quarters of the ship. Mm-hmm. Galvatron's so pleased with himself. Yeah, he is. Look at that for smirk. One hot moment. Uh, yeah. That beautiful smirk and scourge. He announces the Autobots have been terminated. Galvatron says, excellent, and the Matrix with them. And to that, Unicron sends Galvatron another like, one of his patented Las migraines. Vegas fire alarm like, torture screeches. Like a, is this one of migraines? Bitch, like? what'd you think? <laughs> so Galvatron falls to the ground. He's writhing in pain uh, and commands the troops to take him to Unicron. I was feeling, I was watching this last night and I was like, man, uh, Unicron uh, Galvatron relationship is really like an abusive pimp to his sex worker. Sure. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I would say that uh, Unicron is totally a pimp. Yes, absolutely. He's sending him out on these streets. Yeah. Did he? Did he? I guess he dressed him up. Yeah, put, put him in something nice. Slap, <laughs> That's right. Slap him around a little bit. Put him in something nice. So I feel bad for Galvatron here because, as far as he's concerned, right. he did what he was told. Yeah, he's not being one, treacherous at all. The one time in the entire movie where he doesn't have an ulterior motive, and it's like, "What? Is, I did a good thing." <laughs> and Unicron didn't have to torture him. So, like, of course they were going to go back to Unicron and say, "Hey, it's all done." And, or is there like could Unicron have sort of telepathically sent a message that wasn't didn't have pain so. involved? It was like actually it's still I, around. I don't think Unicron cares much for people's feelings. It's a good point. I, but yes, he could have like mentioned like he. I think he can tele, uh, like with telepathy talk to Galvatron. I think that happens in the movie. But I'm like it just he's like nah. Well, they're not gonna for the purpose of the movie. Uh, I think they want to leave it a little bit more ambiguous. They don't want Unicron to go. I guess no, that's you, tr- you didn't. You did not destroy it. I guess that's true because for the movie, like then it would be like, well, just go after them again. Right, keep going. Yeah. yeah. But so, uh, and he knows Which where makes- they go. That spoiler yeah. alert for a future minute. He says they're that's on the planet true. of drunk. So he must not be able to speak to them with words, only pain. Yeah, he just by a long distance pain. Which, like you said, also Aaron, like he's going back to him anyway. So you didn't have to do that, <laughs> right? Poor guy needs an aspirin. <laughs> Uh, so as we go into the next sequence here, around 4421, uh, uh, we're going to see the front of Ultra Magnus' ship. It's continuing its flight. The debris path is in the distance. It's and I like banged that, up. Yeah, 44, like 25, where like it, as the ship flies by, you pieces can see pieces breaking off of it. Off and of that it. holds up through the, cool. every time they show it. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. They're reminding you that <clears> while they're free from the Decepticons, they're still not the best ship. Yeah, it's oh, a situation which RC will bring up world. momentarily. She's like, this is piece of garbage. It's not going to get us anywhere. <laughs> so the team members are all manning different control stations here. That's to Ryan's point. RC uh, questions, which it's a kind of a dumb question. Why do we have to let them detonate three quarters of the ship? I think we covered it's a that. It's ridiculous question. You're all alive right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, you might die soon in this ship. It's also you're like, alive right now. Yeah, and Springer's like, a, considering they would have detonated four quarters, I'd say it was a good choice. Which, again, Springer's the only one who does anything right. good ever. And it's like, I was under the impression there would be no math. It'd be like, consider yourself lucky, RC. We didn't leave you back in the back section. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just going to roll over my um, Chevy Chase, Gerald Ford joke. From 1976. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Sorry. No, it's fine. I do want to call back to something you said before we started recording that um, 
that I we might is it possible that Springer is just an analog for Ron Friedman? He wrote I think that so. character in as himself. Like he believes he is Springer. It's sort of like how um uh, in Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, uh, Roddenberry, uh, Wesley is basically a Roddenberry analog. It's like he wrote him as like... Roddenberry a, was a lot more humble than Friedman. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But except that uh, Wesley saves the ship all the time. Yeah. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Never mind. I think, I think parts, of, uh, parts of Friedman are also in Daniel to a limited degree. Oh, God. Uh-oh. A certain level of... Like, innocence. literally? No. Was he always on the... <laughs> <laughs> God, is that our first pedophile? Not no. even close. Okay, all right, all right, all right. That's the, uh, not the last. Sorry one. about that, Mr. Friedman. <laughs> Please come on our show. So uh, <laughs> at this point, but yeah, no, I do believe that. Yeah, uh, he clearly like identifies as a Springer character, and like I, 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 I write write fiction and stuff like that, and yeah, you kind of do put yourself into certain characters of like you know wish fulfillment and like you know making them the coolest one. I just I, I really do think that. Springer is supposed to be that. We'll go with it. Yeah. He's got the wittiest one-liners. Yeah, and also, again, is the only one who does mostly anything good. <laughs> right. RC brings up that the, the ship they're in is kind of trash, and <laughs> are we going to be able to get where we're trying to go? Ultra Magnus asks Perceptor to locate a nearby landing zone to mm-hmm. repair the ship, and Perceptor does that kind of babbledy babble thing that he does, which... Uh, God, how many uh, times are we going to go to this well? I know. <laughs> Bores the team incessantly. So bad that Ultra Magnus is like... Oh, yeah, the, his pose where he's just oh, like yeah. flipping his little finger. He's got his head in his hands. Yeah. Thanks for the confidence, leader. <laughs> <laughs> so... A couple of things. So he's speaking in techno babble, but it's not that techno babble. No, it's not. it's not. Like I feel like the team should be able to understand this minimal level of science. It's speak. just these are bad jokes. <laughs> that, that, they're, <laughs> that they're like they're like four million old robots. <laughs> yeah. Right. Probably, Shouldn't they just know what yeah, like with be, a lot of clarity what pretty, they're saying to each other? Pretty intelligent. Right. Right. So this animated sequence where the flashing happens on Perceptor's head. Mm-hmm. What what do you guys make of that? Well, I wondered that too. I know what it is. I, it's a reflection off the monitors that he's working on. So it's showing that. Yeah. It's showing that he's looking at calculations and mm-hmm. like looking at a monitor and analyzing data. That was option one option for me. The other one is it is it meant to insinuate that his brain is working so hard that it's flashing. But now that I see flashes on his face, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's more the monitor thing. It is, but it's a weird choice. Like that's never that never happens in any other. It's I think it's yeah, just like an aesthetic decision. It's cool, but it's confusing. Yeah, I like it. I think it looks cool. It, it's but they don't do it again. Right. And no. They only do it during this part. And I think he cool. looks at this like why not just have a sustained sort of thing just to I don't know whatever. No, I agree. It's, it's it's jarring, I will say. It's, it's something that takes you out a little bit where you're like, what is that? Yeah, he's looking at information and it's reflecting on his face. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if you just saw the word junk in backwards letters on his forehead. Speaking of which, Caleb, we're getting the junkie on. I know, I'm really getting excited. It is a fun part. I know, I'm so excited. I love those characters. I get, um, to, see, I get to see Weird Al in April. I'm really excited. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You Here got, in town. Uh, bought that uh, ticket for me for my birthday. Yes. Me and Ryan are going to go see West, uh, West is coming as well. I think I invited you, Aaron, and you told me to screw. <laughs> um, as I recall, I think Melody can't... What da- What are the dates? I don't it's like remember. the 20th, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. We don't have to worry about it right now. April something. Okay. Uh, I want to go, though. I wonder if there's still tickets available. Hang I on, I'm writing this down. Uh, Probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the Weird Al hub of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What was, you don't remember? Aaron throwing shade that Weird Al can't uh, fill the, seats. He's at the Galois. Yeah. It's going to be a stripped down tour where they're not. he's not bringing out all his costumes and stuff. It's going to be a lot of... Oh, uh, just like the acoustic? Unplugged? <laughs> Al unplugged? Kind of. Yeah, I think so. It's just a... Uh, oh, they it's wheel... Just, they just wheel, all of his accordion music. They it's wheel all out, of his accordion music. They wheel out a 20-inch television like on the cart like we had in school. And oh, yeah. then it's just him. Like just a video of him. Just, Hi there, Springfield! It's just showing... No, it's like... Hi there, Springfield. <laughs> I would probably, I'd get it. 
I'd be like, yeah, okay. That's pretty aw- that would be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> for about five minutes. Yeah, then be like, and then he'd be like, hey, I paid $40 for well, this Well, maybe thing. he does that, then he comes out. Oh, yeah. He fishes he you like, in. Somehow makes the TV ex- explodes <laughs> out of the television. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. This Gangly steps out of it. This show's going to be amazing. I'm a sushi bar. A sushi bar machine. Mr. Show reference. So, as we're closing out this minute here... Uh, Perceptor uh, realizes that everybody hates him, <laughs> and that he clears his throat and announces that the planet of junk is in this vicinity. He breaks, he breaks the fourth wall here. Does he? No. I think he does. No, he I doesn't. Keep, please continue. Well, I mean, we're at the end of the minute. Ultra Magnus <laughs> gives approval to land there, and the screen fades out on this perfect minute Ending. We don't get many of these guys. I guess if you're thinking that he's directly addressing the he's, audience, he's putting his hand up like this, like you, you know, uh, I can, our listeners can't see this, but like when you're like telling somebody something aside, you put your hand up to the side of your face, like he's telling us Who's a secret. Who else would he be doing that uh, to? Yeah, that's he's, at forty-four fifty-four. I think it's wall. meant to be like so. Oh, we no, can no, nod to the listener. Oh well, I'm fine with it. I'm so perceptor. There's the one transformer in the movie who's aware <laughs> of the audience. <laughs> That's fine. I'm I'm good. With I think Ladies so. and gentlemen, I'm Perceptor. I think they're all lead the scientist of this Autobot journey. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that we are totally ineffectual and can't do anything? Why was my brain flashing a little bit ago? <laughs> you be the judge. Did you know I broke the fourth wall? I think he's just kind of like understanding that he, mm-hmm. you know, that they don't like it when he talks like that, and he's just like, ha, 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 guys. That's Which, what I think. He must get this all the time and just is like, can't help himself. <laughs> Or he broke the fourth wall. He's interacting with us. And again, like at the end of the minute, we see more uh, pieces of the ship falling off as it flies into the distance. And fade to dark. Fade to black. It's almost perfect. Yeah, at the minute 45, we fade to black. And next episode will be at Quintesson, as mm-hmm. promised at the Quintessa. end. Quintessa. Well, I think it is. Like, they refer to it as Quintessa, I believe, in season three. But in this movie, they call it Quintesson. Really? I believe so. Even though the inhabitants are quintessons. The quintessons. Okay. Hmm. We're, well, called, we're called Earths. Yeah, we are. <laughs> by other alien life forms, as far as you know it. Hey, Willie! <laughs> oh, God, we brought oh, it back around. Oh, you're one of those Earths. <laughs> Melmac. You make me want to smoke crack, <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, I can't I do it anymore. It. <laughs> Caleb's got the face and you've got the accent. Hey, it's snowing. Yeah. Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. It's snowing outside. Yeah, I was still in Aaron before. I didn't know it was going to snow last night, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Oh, my kids were bonkers when they woke up this morning. They just kept being like, let's go outside. Let's go outside. So you just put them out there and lock the door. I wanted to. You're like, it, you like snow? You grind their face <laughs> into it. Mm, yeah. I'm a good dad. It's been a really harsh winter. It's been very cold. Yeah. I wouldn't call it harsh. Well, I mean, well, when it got it? cold, it was harsh. It's like, been actually a fairly mellow winter, but the cold yeah. parts it's have been, been really colder. Cold. Like, the cold parts have been cold, and the warm parts have been warm. <laughs> Just like, oh, what was that sandwich at McDonald's? The, the hot side the McDLT. Hot. McDLT, yes. Yeah. The hot, hot side, side hot. hot. Cool McDonald's. Cool. Let us, okay, yeah. what a gimmick. Yeah. Like, styro- it's, it's, it's styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. well, it was back when everything was styrofoam at this time. But it's like... Yeah. Yeah, there were separate compartments. It's amazing. Insulation. It's amazing. It was a bit where, like, yeah, you self assemble. You keep the hot sandwich. side hot. <laughs> What's his name? And who's cool that? Cool. What's his name from Seinfeld? Uh, uh, God, I'm so was bad. Was Kramer in it? Uh, no. Was George in it? George was in a, a McDonald's commercial advertising. Jason um, Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, he was in a commercial advertising it. That's true. He was the McDLT guy? Let's watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, dancing, he's dancing around. I've never seen a man so excited about half the sandwich being cold. He hit, half uh, the he hit Julia hot. Roberts in um, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Here it is. Holy shit, he has hair. Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah! You say that uh, just look at once it. you'd like your hamburger Miami hot Vice and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got shit. it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger. Enjoy the this, landfills. I'm talking water, pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot. I don't know why I imagined a jazz bunch from this. The tomato on the cool, cool side. Stays cool. The new McDLT, cool crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together, you can't resist. The hottest taste. 
It's a good gimmick. It's a good I mean, it didn't make it, it didn't last, but... Mickey LT! Mickey LT! Could be. We're not going to say it is. But honestly, I'm sure a lot of market research went into, man, the tomato and lettuce is always wilty. Like, how long are you waiting to eat your sandwich? <laughs> it's true. Seven and a half hours, the average I mean, time of every consumer that's experience. Right. And is if anybody was buying a McDonald's hamburger really give a shit? <laughs> Where the fuck are we? Oh, we haven't taken much time. I totally missed the opportunity to talk about Vince DiCola in some of our previous mm. sequences. Okay. Um, not in this one, but in the sequences before this one, basically around the time when uh, the Autobots were leaving Earth and got attacked by the Decepticons, uh, that song uh, was called Escape, and it's on the Transformers the Movie soundtrack. And uh, that song was also used on the theatrical trailer and... I don't understand how this is the case, but was also used as the main theme of a Commodore 64 game called Turrican. Oh. I don't know if it was digitized Probably. somehow, like into a, like a lower quality MIDI version <laughs> of itself, or if somehow it was high quality. It is shocking to me that none of us have the uh, soundtrack to this movie. Uh on a vinyl version of that would be a wonderful gift for cool. me. If anybody wants to sit, we need to set up a P.O. box, or we could just give your address. <laughs> it'd, it'd be terrible, though, if you opened up your uh, P.O. box and they had, like, just folded the record and <laughs> shoved it in there. Goddamn U.S. mail system. Or if it's a bomb. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that would suck all together all the way around. By the way, I watched uh, Manhunt. Yeah. On ne- Did you watch it? I haven't yet. Uh, on Netflix. It? It's awesome. Really? I don't know. I, like, when it first started out, I thought it was going to be very... Uh, law and ordery, mm. but it was really good. It was really. I've been really, on the fence really about good. it, but yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, the, uh, and I the guy, well, the guy that plays Ted Kaczynski, I believe, is the same guy that plays Vision in the Marvel oh, the Avengers. movies. In there, yeah, in the Avengers. Um, but he's awesome. Like. And, and it, he's awfully handsome for I mean Ted Kaczynski wasn't a bad looking guy early on I guess but it's uh but it doesn't make you I would say that it like there's a few maybe one or two episodes that are dedicated to Ted Kaczynski's background most of it is about the investigation and figuring out how like them figuring out how to like nail him mm-hmm. either oh, to one find him and then nail him um but uh the ones dedicated to him are very interesting because they they I don't want to say they make you sympathize with him because he's a murderer, but they make you kind of understand him because yeah. he was he was a child prodigy that was put into college at an early age, so he was already desocialized, mm-hmm. and then they selected him for oh some they fucked him up with that em- emer- experiments like, yeah, some, yeah some brain ex- it some- was kind of like the uh, like the uh, civilian version of MK Ultra is what they did I don't know anything about MK Ultra look it up listeners it's fucked <laughs> up it's what the army basically took people oh is that the acid Yes, okay, yes. Gotcha, where they gotcha. gave people acid without telling them what they were doing. So, anyway, no excuses <clears throat> for that, I, because other people, I would assume, were involved in that same study that Ted Kaczynski was in, and they did not mail bombs to people. It's but, true. <laughs> but um, it was just interesting, I mean, it's just interesting to learn more about it. Yeah, the humanization of it. Well, also, like, there, there was a really interesting thing that I, uh, I mean, I... I know way too much about Ted Kaczynski, but, like, whenever he was a child, like an infant, he was really sick. And, like, he went into the hospital, mm-hmm. and um, ha- uh, the, his mother said that whenever she got him back, he was a totally different child. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was, like, they, he, you know, there's uh, time and time again, there's studies done on, like, children who don't get attention at a certain age whenever they're infants, like, up to six months old. Uh, that's a real problem. They can't socialize anymore. And then also... <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I just thought every time we talk about mailing things, I know we people, we talk about Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Uh, but it, no, I was just saying maybe there's some like brain damage there. It's like a lot of serial killers have like head trauma, that right. kind of thing. He was probably given vaccines. Oh, no. (laughs) Welcome to our Ginny McCarthy segment. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. 
So wow, we went far so, afield. So there. that so that was the song "Escape" by Vince Nicola. <laughs> but is, see, if we can escape from what we just did to ourselves. So so, oh, uh, but the song that was used in this segment that we just uh, that we just listened to was called, or I'm sorry, the song starting with the Decepticons finding the Autobots mm-hmm. again, leading up until now, is called Pursuit. And it is actually not available on the main soundtrack for whatever reason. There are There is a thing out there called Till All or One. It's a two-CD compilation that was only available to BotCon goers oh. in, in wow. 97 and 98. And it has the complete Decola score as Disc 2. Disc 1 is... Nice. Um, I can't remember. Oh, Disc 1 is actually a Stan Bush album. Like, it's a full Stan Bush album, and Disc 2 is a Decola. Wow. The full Decola score. What's, so, they don't have it all on here, which is disappointing, because I actually you, like this segment of music. On, can you find it on eBay? You can easily YouTube it How all. How much is it going for? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know about eBay uh, but as far as buying it, but you can find all the tracks. I would assume too. if it was like an exclusive BotCon mm-hmm. thing, it's probably pricey. Maybe so. It's, yeah. I'm still trying to... I haven't had the time, but I really want to see if I can figure out if uh, we can find any of those uh, hot rod. Oh, the hot rod go karts. Go karts. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's I like did some Google searching trail. and I couldn't find yeah. anything. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's Ryan, invisible. Ryan found internet. the man. We found the manufacturer. We still don't have a picture. No, no, nope. no. For all we know, this is a scam. I know, but, I, by but possibly I'm really curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, if, if, when I after the show, I'll get the. If you give me the name of the manufacturer, I, I would love to just research. To see a if that manufacturer exists, and b I will I would call I would flat out call them and ask them mm-hmm. if they know anything. You would about think it. there'd be photographs. No Here's kidding. John Billyson. No, you, you saw this. The I found Billy that Johnson. I found a copy of the of the uh, a marketing document telling salespeople. Well, when I saw the picture, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I, I sent a document. We should put this up. I yeah, just, we'll put the up. It it's up. a I don't know what to call it, but it's like a it's like a marketing uh, like a promo or something. Promo about what it is. But it was for Hasbro Salesforce to yeah. commercial. It wasn't ad, to, it, this to, wasn't to, an advertisement. It was like telling people what to how to yeah how to approach promote. it and mm-hmm. talk about yeah, it, it to your customers. Mentions, it mentions the go kart. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw the the graphics that I remember as a kid co- trying to collect those posters. Like I yeah. and I remember really? easily just oh. like Unicron was the answer. And I remember like oh it's Unicron. I don't remember if I participated or tried hmm. to win, yeah. but I remember trying to collect the posters because I thought yeah, I, I liked the drawings on the posters. No, they, I have no memory of that. Are they glow in the dark? Yes, I think they were glow in the dark. It, like when you turn off the lights, you saw like the cool. See somewhere. Drawings. I, I, there's this go kart must exist. Yeah, the go kart must. <laughs> or it doesn't. Listeners, find this go kart. Get us a go kart. If it didn't, and I'd like to know why it doesn't. If they were pushing it in an internal promo and external promo. Yeah, it's weird that there's no pictures. Like you, the <laughs> toys that made us. Is, maybe they'll touch on it in Ooh. the toys that made us. I'm I sure. Doubt it. Certainly, they will talk about the movie Absolutely. and killing Optimus Prime and blah 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 and all that. Shit oh my that's god, been I love covered it. ad nauseum, but. But but uh, yeah, maybe probably won't talk about That's, this contest. That, have you have you watched that? I've watched all of it. Yes. Oh my god, I've watched it like four times. I love it so I much. I've watched it four times, but I do like it. I, I think I'm trying to think. What's my favorite segment? I like the Barbie one. Actually, the Barbie it's one's fucking great. fascinating. Uh, she was like the fact they went to Germany and it was a sex doll. Like right, yeah. So interesting. Have you watched it, Caleb? Toys that made us. Mm-hmm. No, it's on Netflix, right? Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. so I've good. come across it in my queue, and I just I don't know. I, I like them because they're all related. Like basically, all the toy companies that they've covered are related, it's right? It's Kinner Hasbro, which I believe I'm not mistaken, Hasbro uh, Mattel. Yeah, Hasbro is kind of outside. Uh, Kenner. No, Kenner was the one that was the little, little bitty company. It and got then absorbed. They got Star Wars. Yeah, right. and then I think Hasbro bought Kenner, if right. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh my but god! But Barbie so and He Man are part of the same conglomerate, yes. are they not? I yes. got out my old, I got out my old Attack Track the other day, my, uh, and it still functions really well. I've got the Attack Track with He Man, and I've got the instruction manual to the Attack you Track. You gotta take pictures of this for sweet Twitter I know. tent. I know. Send it to us. I will. This is a longer episode than I we We've anticipated. We've gone on a lot of trips. One thing good, I would good, say. Good, good conversation. Hey, we, haven't yeah, talked, yeah. we haven't seen each other in yeah, probably a month. No. Well, that's true. And oh, just to, Transformers will be in the next block yes, they will. of uh, the toys. So they've talked about yeah. G.I. Joe? Yeah. yeah. Did they talk There's about a how G.I. Joe the original G.I. Joe doll has thumb on backwards? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, they do. Actually, that's fucking fascinating too because there's a company that just straight up ripped off GI Joe, and um, G- the they won a lawsuit because uh, the that thumb. because of that that they uh, kept defect. the because mo- they, they just used the molds and mm-hmm. haha. Yep. <laughs> it was interesting to see how in all the various, but both the Star Wars, He Man, and I think GI Joe, how those toy makers would make toys. They would yeah. basically a lot of times take molds from other toys and just they would just build clay on top mm-hmm. of it and kind of like then cast it you or know, just they, straight up they, i can't remember what they called it it's there's a specific term for it it's like i can't remember what it is but like yeah they would just take a, a pre-existing toy and just like change it a little bit use modeling clay mm-hmm. and it's like well, well now this is what this is the mock-up but articulation that was gi joe's thing that's what made it better than star wars like it, they had that mm-hmm. I don't know, however many points of articulation. and then the star wars was the thing that made uh, like the three that size yeah right? three and three inches and three quarters or whatever but, have yeah. you ever you, you got i mean we should post these but i come across uh like knockoff action figures sometimes, you know, and some people are intentionally trying to make them as lousy as possible. <laughs> I don't know about this. Oh, you the, sent us that Star, link. Well, there's, well, that there's, guy. there's a link to a guy, and I don't know his name, you know, right now, but he 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 decides that he makes his own ac- action figures. Uh, Out of other action figures. Uh, he'll make molds. Well, he'll cast molds, he'll yeah. He'll cast molds. Uh, but they're definitely... But, some, but not his What's stuff. What's that guy's name? Yeah, I don't know. But um, some of the uh, other stuff I've seen that cracked me up was... Uh, Somebody was knocking off Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it was called Stars Wars Ears, <laughs> and like instead of Yoda, it was called Wise Puppet. And, <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, the Luke Skywalker character was called uh, Wise Ka- Puppet. Oh, the Skywalker figure was called Karate Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> and Darth Vader, it was like it was a premise of it as if like uh, someone in Asia was making the Darth Vader character and they didn't know what Darth Vader meant so it's called uh, are you talking about Darth Vader no it was oh. called uh, like door something <laughs> what oh god there because there were like the knock they do the, they do a lot of the knockoff toys in the Star Wars episode and like there is one that's called Darth Vader I believe mm-hmm. Darth Vader he called he was called door ladder <laughs> door ladder <laughs> they were really great just to close out the discussion on Vince DiCola, mm-hmm. um, uh, my wife and I have started watching, well, we have started, we finished watching Glow. Have um, you watched Glow? I haven't. It's on my queue. I really want to watch it. And I know Caleb has, because he was telling me to watch it way before. On uh, one of the episodes, Dare is used in a training montage, yeah. and it's pretty cool. I'm excited uh, about it. I which I... is written by Vince DiCola and performed by Stan Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I. Uh, that's another series that I'm, I'm excited to watch. I'm sure I'll love well, it. Well, great. It's really, Mark Maron. it's awesome. Mark He's Maron, great in it. He nails it. Mm. I didn't know he was such a good actor. But he has had like three seasons of his own show on yeah. Netflix, so he's had time. True. And, I, and I think he's this not, character, I think he really was able to latch onto this character, too. And he's been in stand-up for like 30 years. Yeah. and It's almost he's, like he's a professional. <laughs> right. But uh, Alison Brie is obviously great. Yeah, uh, I love her. Uh, but yeah, Mark Barron kind of steals the show. He's it's sympathetic, great. but also you hate him. You, I mean, you understand like really what he like is, yeah. but you, but you like him. Like I don't know. He's like that uh, that uh, daytime soap character who you love to hate. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Except uh, he's doing coke and banging wrestlers, oh, or just one. I, I do that. I, yeah, there's it's, there's more to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what it's time for. Woo, what is Woo, it? It's... Rip deviations. <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't have much, but I have a slightly different take on the unicorn. Uh, unicorn. <laughs> that's the knockoff. What is that called? Blaster that's bluster. The Asi- that's the Asian knockoff unicorn character. <laughs> unicorn. unicorn. Uh, unicorn and bluster, and after so basically after the remains, uh, the back three quarters of Magnus's ship explodes. Mm-hmm. Scourge says the Autobots have been terminated, and then Galvatron says, "Excellent, and soon we shall say the same of that infernal Unicron." Whoa. And then he gets tortured, and his body twists and rides in pain. Now that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, like, also, way to tip your hand. Like, <laughs> Don't you already stop? know from previous scenes that he can hear you? Like, stop saying things out loud, man. <laughs> right. What are you doing? You don't have to do... So, um, the only other thing is that the the Autobots already know... At, at, 
if you will remember from previous script deviations, the mm -hmm. Autobots at this point um, in my script already know that the junk planet exists. Yes. And Ultra Magnus asks Perceptor if he can locate it, <clears throat> and Perceptor does the jib-jabby thing and then clears his throat and says, yes. And then <laughs> I guess they proceed mm -hmm. to it. And that's yeah. all I've got. Right on. Um, okay, so... Let's see. Is this the long one? I, I, oh no! <laughs> They're all long. I feel not like. all of them. They're, the next one's really short. Actually, because I, I struggle to figure out where to cut them off because there's like extra stuff that happens. Like Caleb said last episode, people love the script deviations. I do think they? It seems in all oh, the yeah, comments I've do. heard, they are among the, like they could probably fast forward past the first twenty minutes of the show and just listen to script deviations. Well. <laughs> they also quote unquote love uh, uh, Transformers After Dark. I, I, yeah. <laughs> they also right. like a particular one of ours voices. <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Uh, so if you remember on the previous episode, uh, there is an electrical outline that in, in, envelops the uh, the the Ultra Magnus's shuttle and a blinding flash uh, with large particles of space junk and the remnants of the hull and superstructure explode toward the camera. And then Galvatron says, at last. And then he turns and shouts, report, which is, I don't understand. But uh, Cyclonus says, sensor readings indicate an explosion of magnitude zeta. Which, <laughs> oh, that is a <laughs> very a large magnitude. It is That's a, like a, what is it, like a death factor of negative three? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Ten, I'd yeah. say. Oh, even more. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, uh, so there, and then there's no assault on Galvatron by Unicron in mine. Uh, Galvatron says, then they have been terminated. Return to Earth base. I intend to claim the fruits of this victory from Ingester. That's right, I personally. forgot that uh, in this version of the script, the Decepticons are, like, entrenched on Earth. Mm-hmm. They basically turned Earth. Well, there's into a whole bit, and this is why, why I'm saying that this is longer, because, because there's a whole bit with Blaster and the rest of the insurgents on Earth that we <laughs> is not in the movie at all. Um, so Galvatron basically flies away, and Cyclonus. Um, is the one who goes to Earth. Okay. Um, and Whereas uh, Galvatron's going to Unicron, yes. Cyclonus is going to mm -hmm. Earth. Okay. Uh, the the flat top, Cyclonus takes control of the flat top uh, carrier, the ship, uh, and he flies away. What? So wait, hang. I'm sorry. Cyclonus gets on the Revenge. Yeah. And flies into Earth. And then Galvatron and the other guys just fly their normal like in their bodies. Well, I guess, obviously Galvatron could probably hop into the one. Armada. One. Cyclonus's clone? Yeah. Cyclonus! <laughs> Whoa, break it down. <laughs> That's right. This is a weird mystery right it's, now. It's not completely clear. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Anyway, so we then we cut to Ultra Magnus's shuttle, or rather a quarter of it, mm -hmm. um, and Springer says, they bought it. <laughs> we just know. Yeah, and that is, I guess they're veering off, so that's how they know. And so um, then we see RC, Perceptor, Springer, and Blur crowded together in a cramped remnant of the cockpit as Daniel and Ultra Magnus sit at the control deck. RC says, We had to detonate three quarters of the shuttle to convince them, but that doesn't leave us much to go on. And uh -huh. so basically her, like, this garbage thing that we're, we're flying. Uh, and then Blur is like, power outage, cycling wattage, minimal voltage, but we're still here. But not for long. Ultramagus says, but not for long if we don't make repairs. Perceptor, can you find us someplace to set down? And that is where he, uh, basically the same thing. It, it literally says here, Ultramagus holds his head in his hands as Springer grimaces <laughs> to Perceptors. Hey, they, that's, how, that's mm -hmm. what they put on screen. Good job. That still and exists. And says, Ahem, I think I know just the spot. Turn 19 degrees, axial north. We then... And the guys that, are like, what the fuck does that mean? Cut. Like, <laughs> after that, we cut to Earth. And then in the distance, we see a fiery glow of burning remnants of Autobot City in the cold ray. Feeding straw. <sighs> yep. Extending what? down. The feeding straw of the unicorn. Oh, Ingester. Yeah, Ingester. Oh, wait, he's at Earth right now. He's not, but like he is still sucking power off of Earth. Uh, and weird. Yeah. He's drinking Earth's milkshake? Yes. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> uh, and it fucking says this again in the, in the fucking script. Scourge is in mid-transformation position, his head sticking up from his vehicle. And then Scourge says life, form, life forms sensed. And basically it's, he, he, he comes to this place and is like, uh, is trying to find the uh, rogue Autobots. But they just find like a skeleton, it's in quotes, of an old Decepticon. <laughs> which is weird. It's like a 
Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So. Proceed. Uh, Proceed. And then Scourge says, it's one of our troopers. He must have been terminated yesterday. <laughs> what? <laughs> And he oh, picks and up from the Battle of Autobot City, I guess, or, the, yeah. or no, a battle, or a Battle of Autobot City Two. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up the one of the, like the eyes of the of the of the robot and says, "Take it back to the spare parts bank. A functioning unit may have need of it. Sweeps, transform, and they fly away." He just grabs an eyeball. Yes. What? What is the point of this scene? It's not moving no, it the makes, story along at all. Yeah. No, it's it's meaningless because. Yeah, it makes no sense, which is why they cut out. This is awesome. And then Blaster comes out after they fly away and says, Those ugly suckers will be back. We got to keep rolling until we can put enough muscle to boot their bustle. Are yeah! you sure that's not Jazz that came back? I do. Jazz and Blaster, I do have a similar... <laughs> I was going to say they have a, a, a similar cadence and inflection. <laughs> Sunstreaker and other Autobot survivors crouch, ready for battle weapons drawn, as sound of approaching vehicle draws closer. There are shadowy trees, and then a dark vehicle hurdles toward the camera, and Blaster says, Mess them up! And then Wheeljack comes into the picture and transforms. Wheeljack, who in the movie is dead. Right, so he's still alive here. And he says, Hold it! Blaster, Sunstreaker, and other Autobots react happily. You gotta do a Jersey accent. I know, I'll try it here. Uh, Blaster says, Wheeljack, I figured you got incinerated in the city. I sure am glad to be responding to your image on my optic reading circuitry. Let's read that again. Uh, let's take that one more time. Take two. Wheeljack, I figured you got incinerated in the city. I sure am glad to be responding to your image on my optic readout circuitry. Yeah! <laughs> Did they all end with a, yeah, they do. Yeah. It says, it's, yeah. It literally says, yeah, and I wrote Jesus. <laughs> what is that? And the Wheeljack says, you might not be so thrilled when you hear what I've got to say. I've been tracking the shuttles, Ultra Magnus and the Dinobots, ever since they blasted off and lowers his head. And the Sunstreaker says, well, go on. I hate suspense. Are they all right? <laughs> the Decepticons use Moleculon devices. There's no mistake in the readouts. And... Oh, because the ship mm-hmm. blew up. Blaster says, I don't believe in readouts. I believe in hope. So far as I'm concerned, everybody that counts is still operational somewhere. He's so delusional. <laughs> now let's get some gone. Wa- no, wait, now let... Now let's get us gone whilst the gone in is good. It's hard to say that. <laughs> let's see that. Let me, where is it? Now let's get us gone whilst the gone in is good. Mm-hmm. Yo! This is like Song of the South That's, level writing. It is not pretty good. That, that is, is pretty bad. That is, that is, I don't know if Ron Freeman was watching a lot of Looney Tunes <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. the like, 50s. Or even like, yeah. Or like, even older, like <laughs> oh my God, Uncle Weston, Tom's Cabin. Weston and, and I started watching the early Looney Tunes and almost immediately became super racist. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> like black, well, When they bring up Japanese people, they always have like oh, thick glasses and buck teeth. Yeah, even worse oh, yeah. than that, but like we like the second one we watched, uh, and this was New Year's Eve, we were watching mm-hmm. this, uh, it, uh, Bugs Bunny is literally in blackface. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrifying. I'm like, you don't need to do that, guys. <laughs> All right, we're almost done here. Uh, <laughs> the Autobots shout, roll, and you got it, etc. ad-lib. Transformers start moving as a shutter goes through the landscape. The fields and hills undulate, and there's a huge submerged roar and cracking sound, and then all is still. Sunstreaker, wh- what was that? Wheeljack, the Earth's reaction to... That's not Wheeljack, that was Blaster. Okay, Wheeljack, the Earth's reaction to Decepticon energy drain... If depletion continues at its present rate, this planet will self-destruct within the next 48 hours. Earth? Yes. And that is, I, I will close That's it where out. you're leaving I'm it? I'm going to close it out right there. Earth's going to, Earth is going to Yeah, that's a weird die. component they add. Like, uh, apparently, like, we're draining so much, they're draining so much power that Earth is going to uh, be destroyed in uh, two days. Hmm. Woo! Meanwhile, the, the humans are apparently doing nothing about this. Right. Like, there's no mention there's no of humans. a military. It's just one tiny component. Surely everybody, like, there are other Well, comp- thank God I can see, like, all the news reports and then the government stuff. And I think how much deeper this could get. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it doesn't need to. Trump's like, everything's fine. Well, yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> We've got the best we made planet. It. We got uh, Decepticons are doing a great job. That's, we're painting that in there. I'm not saying anything more. <laughs> Caleb doesn't just like spit. it. Yeah. <laughs> spit in disgust. Who's oh. that?
do you guys Aaron, have? Aaron, did you, you have one? Do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, no, you no, no, really do. I, I, know, thought, I know Caleb doesn't. No, I don't. Um, I don't know why this... Uh, or I still like, feel like we're in a less a than icon- iconic sequence of uh, events here, but I feel like, if anything, the Unicron torture sequence, just a little reminder... That he's all kinds of. I agree. Evil. I, I feel like in the last like couple episodes, like this point, it's it's a it, again like there's not that much cool stuff happening. My iconic moments are coming. That's right. Um, Actually, there's a lot of. I mean, the, the stuff on Quintessa, Quintessa, and Junkion. There's gonna be there's gonna be some stuff to look at. Yeah, I didn't have one for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess we're moving on to next time on the Autobot Decepticast. So um, next time. Remember what I said last time? It's going to happen. Copy paste. <laughs> control uh, X. <laughs> control V. Control V. Well, control X will cut. I and control V will paste. I don't use control V. Control C. Control C copies, but I don't want to copy. I want to cut. Oh. oh, oh. All memory. Of otherwise, that. You're, otherwise, you're giving yourself a, a couple more steps. That's you, true. You copy and paste, and then you got to go then back, go back and delete. delete. So, nothing's going to stand in our way as we discuss Quintessa, Spectre General, and a sea of liquid energy. I have stuff about Spectre General, too. (laughs) Excellent. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's. uh, If you've made it this far in this rambling-ass episode. It's been fun. I had a good time with you guys. It's been good to catch up. Hey, we're friends. Uh, Listen to the show iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. And follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Aww. Of them at APOD DCAST. And of course, the web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. I think there's going to be plenty of tent, oh, yeah. sweet tent for that uh, page. Absolutely this go time there around. because we, we always put up some extra stuff. And uh, rate, subscribe, and uh, keep your eye out for those gifts if you are among the privileged VIPs. The gifts that definitely exist and are definitely we coming. Promise. <laughs> We promise we're not compiling all of your mailing addresses <laughs> for a different reason. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs>